Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today, we're going to go over some of our favorite Summer Games Fest announcements and talk about our newfound addiction that is Vampire Survivors, thanks to Alex the Pusher. But before we get to all of that, (laughs) if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quest. Today, we're going to talk about the album. I don't remember what the album is, but the band... Sisyphus. Is Sisyphus. Both the, al- the self-titled album by Sisyphus. From 2014? Yes. Yeah. Also, they have more than just that, just so you know. They have an EP that actually came out before. There's like it, there's like two or three EPs weird. that are like kind really? of like, yeah. A couple of mm. them are, are not as, I don't think they're as widely available though. Okay. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. Maybe some other things. I don't know. I Some stuff. I've got some TV shows I've been watching, I guess, that I can talk about in a stand-up comedian that I've been really vibing on lately. Um, but yeah. That's part of the side quest. Those come out on our off weeks. Normal episodes are every other week. So in that middle week in between normal episodes, you get a side quest. If you are not a Patreon uh, patron, but if you are a Patreon patron, you get those immediately the next day after an episode drops. So that's exciting. Uh, you also get early access to the Tiny Terrors from the horror movie yearbook guys. And uh, what's the other one that Tim does? Uh, Honor Roll. Honor Rolls. Yeah. Where he talks about new horror movies, several of them, and a single episode. So that is super awesome of those guys for doing that. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on Twitch if you don't want to use Patreon. You know, maybe, you, maybe you're one of those people like me that doesn't like having a thousand different accounts with 50 different passwords and all that jargon. You just want to keep things like, you know, in one spot. So maybe it's Patreon or maybe it's Twitch or maybe you just want to send me Venmo money and I'll tell you what my Venmo <laughs> is. It's up to you. You know, I'm not begging. There's no begging going on here. Just saying. We'll put our Venmos in the show notes and people can tip us. Um, you know, the, the game makers can tip us because we are part of the corrupt media. Yeah. Gamergate. I'm we we don't, can be bribed that, like for good press. If you need a good review, I am I will sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs> I love uh, Far Cry Seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best game I've ever played. Kane and Lynch was so good. <laughs> Anyways, oh boy, yeah, um, yeah. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the horror movie yearbook boys. Uh, they on their most recent episode, they kicked off their summer of Cronenberg and their summer school series. They talked about Scanners, so please check that out. They also have a tiny terror out titled "Crying at Wahlburgers." I don't know what that's about, but I'm excited to find out. I mean, that's how uh, I felt going to Wahlburgers. Well, yeah, because you got the bill and you were like, "I had to pay that much for this shitty hamburger." Yep, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they're going to have another episode out soon talking about Videodrome, which is available on Tubi for those who would like to watch along. So please check out Horror Movie Yearbook at HorrorMovieYearbook.com or wherever you like to download your podcasts. And we haven't talked about it recently, but 
is Westworld FM making a comeback? That's a great question. Nick and I have not spoken about it at all. And we okay. also both have very new children. So what so. you're saying is it's a solo cast by me. <laughs> and I'm just going uh, to talk watch about it. I'm going to talk about all my crazy personal fan theories. If you guys want to record 30 to 60 minutes every week, I will edit it and put it out on the okay. feed. Absolutely. Well, you don't Eric- have to. I honestly, like, if if Nick does want to do it, um, I'm willing to do it. I also kind of was going to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm no longer going to recap the show at all. We're just going to sit down and talk about the things that actually stuck out to us and that were interesting that we thought were interesting about the show. Um, cause I'm not going to be watching the show twice in a row and making extensive notes where I pause it a lot on the second time. Cause I can't, I can't do that. I yeah, just no, don't you'll, have the you'll time probably get a half an hour into the first watch through and fall and asleep. Pause it. And and yeah. Fall asleep or have you're to not pause even going to pause it. You're just going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, you have no control over it now. I remember when we were doing the second season of The Alienist, Nick Nick at one point was talking about how he was watching it on his phone or on the iPad. And I remember being like, how could you watch something? How could you watch TV on your phone? It's so small. How could you? And now I'm kind of like, I, I'm going to have to start watching TV on my phone or I'm never yeah. going to watch TV again. Well, now, so, like for me, like the baby's watching Coco Melon on the big TV, so yeah. I put in my headphones and watch my bullshit on my <laughs> cell phone. That's so, uh, probably the right way to do it. So yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It may come back. The show starts this weekend, so yep. I should probably talk to Nick uh, and figure it out. I was um, I was gonna do a rewatch of season three, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have time because I really don't. Well. Yeah. Eric and I did rewatch season three in preparation. We will be watching it every time it airs. If you need further uh, discussion, participants. Okay. No, maybe what, we'll, what Alex uh, is saying is it, it's probably going to be you and me and Erica now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> whatever works. Maybe, maybe that's the fresh and fresh take that Westworld FM needs. Everyone's people like, are, how people... did you get this guy who sounds like an asshole and this other guy who sounds like a robot? <laughs> To do a show about <laughs> robots and Pe- assholes. People, people are going to be like, man, uh, we really didn't need to hear Nick and Alex continue to not enjoy the show as much as they did in the first season. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it's, it it's be... going to be me just being like, oh my God, I love it so much. Oh, robots. Blah. <laughs> and Brian being like, be about 1001101. Good. Very good. With Erica, it's mostly like, us making Aaron Paul jokes and then um, talking about how Maeve needs to shut the fuck up about her kid. That's not even her kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a season of Westworld right there. <laughs> anyway, you said Aaron Paul and for some reason that. I thought of Logan Paul. So I just, <laughs> it's a very different season. of Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anyways, boy. Um, let's talk about some video games. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of different stuff. I I restarted Cyberpunk and played that for about an hour. On the Steam Deck? On the Steam Deck, which is, it is absolutely fantastic on the Steam Deck. It's like mind-blowingly playable on there. I remember you handed it to me and I was like, wow, this is like kind of nice. It looks (laughs) unbelievably good. (laughs) And it runs smooth. It runs at a solid 40 frames a second. 
Sorry, it's not 60, all you fucking purists, or 120. <laughs> uh, it didn't run at a solid 60 when I was playing it with ray tracing and all that shit on, to be honest. And the, and the 3080. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, it runs, like, I would say flawlessly on the Steam Deck at solid 40 frames a second with great-looking graphics. Uh, it's it's impressive. As, as a next-gen title on a handheld... It's incredible. Um, so I've been playing that on and off here and there. Uh, I had to put Elden Ring on the back burner for a while. Not because I was getting bored, but just because I, f- I needed I needed to like refresh, I guess. Because I found myself playing Elden Ring being like, I just want to play Bloodborne. And I was like, so maybe I just need to step away from this for a minute. So I, st- I stopped playing that. And then uh, Jedi Fallen Order went on sale. So I bought that for 10 bucks. And I played that for about an hour and was like, okay, this is cool, but it doesn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel because it doesn't feel, everyone's like, oh, it's Star Wars Dark Souls. And I'm like, oh, cool. Mm. But it does, it's not. Like, it feels very different than that. I get I get the comparison, but uh, I probably just need to get further into the game. Um, yeah, maybe. But uh, that also runs very smooth and looks very good on the steam deck. Uh, I have not seen it on PC, but I did watch Nikki stream hers for a while on PC and it looked amazing on her computer. Mm -hmm. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, PGA playing a lot of that still here and there. I just kind of throw nine to 18 holes in on the steam deck occasionally when I'm sitting there and I don't know what I want to play otherwise. Um, and then, yeah, Vampire Survivors, because Alex mm-hmm. gifted that to me. I'm a very generous person to gift you a $3 video game. <laughs> That's 300 cents, man. <laughs> I, this, the thing is, I feel like I've gotten $300 of playtime out of it. There you, so, go. there you go. Because I can't not play it. Because it's one. Mm-hmm. it's a game that you can literally pick up, play like one round, and then put down and be totally content with whatever happened. Unless mm-hmm. you died in like the first 10 seconds. If you, if you get a couple of bad rolls right off the bat, you're kind of disappointed, yeah. so you'll probably do like another run. But man, what a stupid game. Like, it's so dumb, but it's so fun. <laughs> like, and I know a lot of people were shitting on it for like stealing Castlevania like assets, but it actually didn't. Like, it, it's uh, some other like, like uh, what do you call it? When texture somebody... pack. Yeah, it's like an extra pack or whatever, like like asset pack that somebody else yeah. made that looks like Castlevania stuff. And well, uh, go ahead. I don't know if people were really shitting on it for looking like Castlevania, but it like the, the way that it looks and the things that it uses, like there's the, the Holy waters in there. It's called Santa water, but it's Holy water <laughs> and the Bible's in there too. I can't remember what the Bible's called. Um, yeah, I don't and, know. but and the dagger and the, the lightning ring and the axe and it has all of like yeah, the castle it has all like, of the things that were in like, yeah all those sub weapons literally and every they sub behave weapon. they behave the, very the similarly the jewel is not yeah. there and but it does they have the, the time the stopwatch and everything mm-hmm. like all the the pocket so watch it's, rather it's and and the way the numbers come off of the enemies as well is very it looks a lot like symphony of the night yeah it definitely and, shares aesthetics with castlevania but it is not castlevania at all it's it's, it's not a like, castlevania game it's no. like a it's a one-handed like single stick shooter 
where you don't <laughs> it's it's you don't I have to do term, anything except walk around i believe the term is called an auto battler where you are not you are not doing any of the fighting the fighting happens every couple of seconds and you're collecting upgrades and items that give you more weapons that are automatically firing off of you at different intervals and so you're just kind of guiding your character away from danger or towards enemies to kill, and you're collecting experience to then get more of these power-ups that you're able to, like... Every time you get a level up, you're given three to four different things that you could choose from randomly to add to your repertoire of stuff to do. And, um... So that's... And the, the I guess in terms of structure of the game... There's stages. The first stage is 30 minutes long. You have to make it to the end of the stage. You have to play 30 (laughs) minutes of it. You have to survive the whole thing in order to complete that stage. And then there's also other like um, requirements to unlock the extra the 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 stages after that. I think you have to make make it to a certain point or level within the state the previous stage to unlock the next one. Um, And yeah, this game's incredible. It's insane. (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's so it is very stupid but it's, it's very so fun. stupid it's, it's stupid. so stupid but i played what's... for like two hours straight one day and i was like what the hell <laughs> you know what's dumber is that we didn't come up with this <laughs> yeah no well th- what's your what's your strategy what's your like in stage one like what is your strategy for starting out like how do you get the fucking garlic yeah. If I don't same. get garlic, I die immediately until like no, I'm just kidding. Usually I I need to get garlic. Here's here's my I I always pick this if I can get it. Garlic, whip upgrades. Usually like the bible and um trying to think of what else I would go Have for. Have you had the I bird not, that launches missiles? Yes, the bird that launches missiles can also be very good. That combined with the garlic, it's kind of like nothing can fucking touch you. Well, it's, that combined with the garlic combined with the lightning ring and it's just like you're just yeah, walking through a storm yeah. of explosions. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's a funny and it was funny. I, I was I was thinking when you guys were talking about cyberpunk, I was like we can I can segue into vampire survivors by by saying speaking of things that run perfectly on the steam deck but the funny thing is is that it doesn't run perfectly on the steam deck or on pc because eventually there's so much shit happening that you start dropping frames (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's just complete chaos and it's amazing like honestly one of the hardest things about the game is that when you get up there and like how many enemies the game is throwing at you because it keeps throwing hordes of enemies after you and you have a bunch of these weapons firing off there's so much going on on the screen that it's kind of, it can be hard to figure out if you're taking damage because things are getting close mm-hmm. to you or you're like walking into something that you don't intend to walk into or maybe you maybe you're backed against a tree that you can't move past and it's going to screw you because the enemies are catching well, so, up that kind of thing. So with that with that like when I run into those instances like for instance Brian was talking about the giant wall of like skeletons that kind of comes at you like 12 yeah. 15 minutes in mm-hmm. to the to the first stage uh, by that point, I probably have. I'm hoping to have three, anywhere from three to eight garlics, and like a series of other buffs. Like usually around level twenty is where my character is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trick is to walk in like circular, like mm-hmm. squiggles. And as mm-hmm. you do that, like you're sweeping through. It's like wax on, wax off, like through the wall <laughs> of skeletons. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, and absolutely. I just, I literally went through and plowed, like, because it, it's it's like a square of, of, like, skeletons coming at you. And I literally went around the whole square and wiped it out and just kept going in, like, bigger spirals to, like, take out the rest of them. Yeah, in the very beginning, if I get lucky enough to get the garlic, um, when it's just, like, bit like bats basically i'll yes. try to like kind of corral them together and then i'll do the sweeping action you're talking about until the whole thing's just decimated and then if i get really lucky i'll have those bat hordes start flying at me and then i'll just like chip off the side of them yes and uh yeah it's good times it's, but uh, that's the thing go ahead go ahead i, I will say it 30 minutes just seems like an overwhelming amount of time to be doing that without a break. Like, I, no, I guess I could pause it and like stop yeah, for a second. You haven't, you haven't gotten the thing yet. The thing that I think is genius about this game is the same thing that I experienced in the first act of inscription. When I discovered that I could get the squirrels that could go immediately back into my hand after I sacrifice them. There's moments of this game feels broken and getting the garlic for the first time and having a bunch of bats fly at you and all immediately die, that's the first time where you're like, this is fucking broken. I need to get more garlic. And then once you <laughs> once you keep getting these, like, you, you keep finding these combinations of things that ultimately get you to a point where you, like, just walk through the problem that you were originally having, it makes you be like, oh, I'm energized. I got to get to the next section here. And the funny thing is, is like, it's 30 minutes long. And I kept dying a bunch at like that 12 to 15 minute range that you were talking about. But then once I broke past that, I got all the way to the end. Like I didn't. And maybe it was a particular, I must've gotten particularly good RNG, but the other thing is once you level up things enough, you will get a like promoted or leveled up version of the weapon. And so eventually you will get things that are like, um, the bo- the boomerang is another one that's one of my favorites, which is the cross from from Castlevania. But yeah. uh, you can get so many projectiles with the boomerang; they can get really big area and a lot of like high damage. But eventually, once you get all the way up there, you get like a holy sword instead of the boomerang, and it just sends these like massive swords through the crowd to start like wiping out multiple like big swaths of things. And then the other thing is. When I got to the end of the whip, if you level the whip all the way up, you get a whip that restores your health. Oh, nice. And so you don't have to worry about finding uh, turkeys turkeys or anything anymore because as you're killing these huge masses of things that are coming at you, you're just regenerating your life. And you're like, this is fucking broken. And it's great, though, because it's like there's 30 minutes of this. And however you can figure out how to break it, however the RNG helps you break it, it's fun because you broke it and you just get to completely ruin whatever this game is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to me that like the mechanic is picking up picking those upgrades and like skillfully creating a path through things like you're talking about, John, like kind of slowly working your way through a group of things to make sure that you're not ever getting close enough to get damaged, that type of thing. Yeah. Um it's super clever and like I think it's deceptively it looks deceptively simple but I feel like there were a lot of interesting and considered like, and the game's in early access, so it's still going to continue getting stuff and changing bit by bit here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this game. 
I think it's great. This is it could be in my top five at the end. Of the uh, yeah, the way things are going right now, it might end up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starfield and uh, and Redfall being delayed means that you know there's not a whole lot. going Yeah, that's on. clearing up a lot. I I don't. <laughs> there's not that much coming out the rest of the yeah. year. I feel like. Yeah, but um, but no, I I I greatly enjoy Vampire Survivor. I'm glad that Zach uh, Zach had kind of been. Um, suggesting it to to us, and I'd heard about it on a couple podcasts, and I planned to check it out, but it just uh, it never quite happened. But it being on the Steam Deck, and uh, and you know the Steam Deck being an easy way for me to play things with a baby in my arms, uh, it's been it's been a great game, and it takes it takes just the right amount of focus. It's a simple enough game that I don't feel like I'm investing myself into it at all. Yeah, I just am playing it, and and that's nice because I don't have the brain capacity right now to sit down and be like, "What are these systems that I'm trying to suss out?" Even like Rogue Legacy, I started playing Rogue Legacy two last time, but it's still kind of like worrying about picking those upgrades. It's or or like, what should I put my gold into? I don't want to do that. But in Vampire Survivors, it's like, here's your three things. Which three things would you like to? Which of the three things do you want to pick up? So, um. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's on Game Pass, but honestly, pay the three dollars to get it off of Steam. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's worth it's, it's worth, worth every it. penny. Like for mm-hmm. whatever yeah, it's just so good. If I had a Steam Deck, I would absolutely buy it. But yeah. I mean I hear that. Whatever. I'm You're I'm paying for Game Pass, so I might as well exactly. get something. Well, at least you have another three dollars worth of value out of out of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um since i john, won't be you, getting you, starfield this year you know yeah. right john you 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 picked up remake resident evil 7 resident for resident evil 7, final fantasy 7 remake again did you want to talk about that i do um okay. yeah let's talk about final fantasy 7 remake so i saw the 25th anniversary square enix final fantasy 7 uh like announcement last week and we're going to talk about rebirth later um and it just got me like I don't know what it is like. There's it just I don't know hearing the music and like seeing the the like scenes that I'm familiar with and like all this stuff. I was like, man, like I really need to go back and like actually play this. And I played the demo. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so I started it. I just got to the point in the story where Cloud falls through the church and Aerith like wakes him up, and that's where I'm at right now. It's about five hours, six hours in, maybe. Mm. Which I if I can't remember if that's how long it took in the original. I don't I don't think so. Probably not. Um, but I I like I love and hate this game all at once. <laughs> like I love it because it is like to see the game that literally made me into a hardcore gamer just re envisioned and made beautiful mm-hmm. is is something it's it's a work of fucking art like it is a masterpiece of like beautiful graphic like computer engineered like generated imagery um especially because the like every fucking cutscene is in engine mm-hmm. and it it's just it it moves seamlessly between the engine and the cutscenes like or gameplay and cutscenes like without any problem it it's just uh my my issue is that I feel like the gameplay is just 
boring and something that is only there to propel you through the story. But I did figure out the shortcuts for the controller, which is extremely helpful and makes the fighting way more interesting than just tapping square a bunch. Mm. Um, so is that like the holding the shoulder buttons? Yeah. To, like um, adding the shoulder buttons to like, you know, change up like, okay, instead of me having to stop the game and pause through the menus to like find which like ability I want to use, I just use the ability by mm. hitting the button combinations or like I can just use the materia that I want to use. You know, assigning... you shortcut the things that are like your string of what you do with that character, basically, yeah. right? And yeah. and that that made it more interesting because then it's like I feel like I'm making combos and it doesn't interrupt the gameplay, you know, because this this remake went away from the active time battle system. It still has ATB, but it's like implemented in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh in that you have to wait to have the ability to use your abilities. Like that that is the active time battle system now. What it used to be is a gauge that filled up that allowed you to take your turn as that character. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh yeah, I just uh I love the story so much, man. And like I I can only like having I I know I, I know that I have watched Advent Children. I don't know if it made any sense to me at the time because <laughs> I don't think that any of the original story of Final Fantasy VII really made any sense to me at the time because I was 13, 12, yeah. 13, 7th grade, whatever that is, when that came out. And I was more or less just obsessed with the game because of the artwork. And um, to... to I need to go back and like rewatch Advent Children. I think I don't know how much it ties into this necessarily. If yeah. if maybe Advent Children was the beginning of them deciding they needed to redo this game and like remake it in a manner in which like it is true to what their original vision was because essentially that's what Rebirth is is they're rewriting the whole story like apparently to some extent. Yeah. But I mean. And what I'll say is I feel as though that was kind of pretty apparent by the end of Remake, what right. they were going to do. I remember we did a spoiler cast. It was me and Webby and Gojo. And um, it's very much... And, and uh, you know, I think Webby and I were kind of on a similar page where we were curious of what's to come next. And I think Gojo was kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of disappointed that... Uh, it's not it's it's gonna be different it's not a remake it's gonna be different and so um i'm curious to see what your thoughts are because i feel like the other thing is like the story starts to play with and subvert your expectations based off of what you know and remember about the original game and there's probably little instances where that's already happened in a few few different ways but yeah to um, some extent but again like that happened so long ago that like this mm-hmm. is kind of just a refresh but like a you know a reimagining or whatever and i it's cool yeah. i was gonna say that like the voice acting like i love i love the voice of of uh i was gonna say squall but it's cloud because yeah <laughs> um i love cloud's voice actor i think tifa's great i think uh jesse's great the fact that Badger from Breaking Bad plays Wedge is hilarious mm-hmm. to me, and he's awesome as that character. Um, I w- the the dude who plays Biggs. Not only does Biggs look like Charlie Sheen, but he talks like Charlie Sheen, and I <laughs> yes, find that absolutely hilarious. Um, which is yeah. great. And Barrett, I still I think I said this when we reviewed the demo that the dude who plays Barrett is just 
like he dialed it to 15 out of 10 and like he really should have just brought it back a bit because Barrett was an asshole in the original game starting <laughs> out and be, you like he becomes this like big warm teddy bear that like you know him and Cloud end up having this like kind of bromance like throughout the story <laughs> moving forward but in this like he's such an asshole starting out that I really fucking hate him like I just don't yeah. like I hate when he talks and I hate like how extreme he is with everything like all of his mannerisms and whatnot like he just doesn't need to be like that and i feel like it would just it just seems very cheesy Mm. and with with everything else being as serious as it is like with him being as exaggerated as he is it just kind of takes it in a different direction that i don't really like um but beyond that the the voice actor for Aerith, who i have been introduced to now this is the second time now because she you you get it for like a half second at the beginning of the game but um having putting a voice to her is gonna make it that much more gut-wrenching when sephiroth kills her (laughs) if yeah that happens think about yeah it's gonna say think about what you've been saying i mean i think they're it's weird it feels like this they're like things Things can be different now. Things might change. And then that's like, okay, does that mean like Aerith isn't going to? Or will it happen later? Or I how mean, there's will things... rumor that they're pulling Kate Sith from the game entirely. And they're pulling mm. Vincent from the game. Which if they're not going to have Vincent in the game, like I really don't know if I want to play it. But I'll play it anyways because Vincent's my favorite character. But I feel like I could I could like take or leave Kate Sith. But uh, yeah, Vincent should definitely be in there. But maybe they'll just remake Dirge of Cerberus into a good video game this time. Possibly, yeah. Maybe they'll just um, remake it with a new battle system, you know? Because that's like yeah. this new battle system is going to be like the future of all their games. It made me want to kind of like it made me want to pick up Strangers of Paradise again and just kind of understand like you know how how they've adapted that battle system to being more in line with like a Dark Souls kind of game, sort you know. Yeah. But in the Final Fantasy lore, I don't know. I like I'm. I'm going to keep playing it because I'm just super invested in the story now um, and seeing where it goes. But yeah. there, I plus the, the, the Roche character, the other mm. soldier, I don't understand him at all. Like, what <laughs> role does he actually play? Why are the soldiers like fighting each other for funsies? Like, what? I don't know. Plus, he has a huge mullet. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And, uh, his metaphors about like motorcycles and stuff like the dude has like a weird (laughs) motorcycle fetish and if he hasn't had sex with his motorcycle by now he's probably going to in the future so speaking of uh cronenberg but uh oh geez but anyways uh yeah i'm i'm enjoying it i want to keep playing it and uh i i do i will revisit the uh the spoiler cast once i do so that i can yeah Come back Let me know you when guys. you do so I can also revisit the spoiler cast and maybe try to remember what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> so. All right. I do want to pick it up on Steam Deck, though. Like, I feel like I, sh- I shouldn't get too involved on the PlayStation version because I, I got it for free. So I should just buy the Steam Deck version, which is Integrate. Or can I upgrade to Integrate on PlayStation 5? You cannot because you have the, the PlayStation Plus free version of well, the game. Well, I mean, if I'm going to buy it anyways, like I do like playing it on the PlayStation just because it looks so pretty on the big ass mm-hmm. TV. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll just do that. But I could maybe give you my physical copy and that one you can upgrade so maybe you can 
port this like maybe you'd have to reinstall i don't know whatever yeah i'm not worried about it you Anyways. also i don't think are playing with the playstation 5 graphics because i don't think you got those in the free playstation plus version version but i could be wrong no i i don't think so either i think i'm just playing it with ps4 graphics but it's still it's absolutely it's stunning it is yeah. one of the most beautiful games on on the playstation for sure absolutely so brian you played some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I did. Um, I played co-op with Jim yesterday, and we got to through uh, stage 12. I looked it up. I think there are 16. Wow. So we are okay. almost done. Um, Was that all in one sitting? Yeah. It's nice. not terribly long. Yeah. As expected. So. But there's... Definitely a lot of replay value, I feel, because there are unlockable uh, moves and other things for the characters. Like, the, each character levels up, sort of, as you uh, play. And there is an unlockable character as well. Yeah. So... Ha- have you unlocked him? No, not yet. Okay. Is it Casey you have Jones? To, yes, it is. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's a mild you, spoiler, really. You, not really. They then it was announced in a trailer like last week. Okay. Or two weeks well, ago. Well, then never um, mind. No spoiler. You can play as April and Splinter in this one though. Yes. And there is six player co op. So That's you could sick. have like six of those people, the Ford Turtles and April and Splinter and Casey Jones, you could have you'd be missing one of them. But That's yeah. dope. Um yeah. the company is it what, Dotemu or Dot Emu? Or dot .mu? I don't know. M- Who knows? Uh, I don't know how they would say it. I figured it would be e- .mu like emulation. .emu. Yeah, wrong. that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, they .emu? <laughs> were responsible for the Streets of Rage 4, I believe, which was awesome. Nice. So that, that got me like immediately interested in playing this, pretty much, uh, because of their name attached to it. I think there was another company involved as well. Uh, the, the graphics are kind of like a 16 bit ish, I guess you could say pixel graphics, uh, looks feels more fluid though. It's definitely, it's yeah, it feels more fluid. Um, the music and everything is above that quality. It's more of a modern quality and, um, the soundtrack is awesome and I was, Pleased to find out today that the voice on the theme is actually Mike Patton, who is like my vocalist hero. And um, so that was pretty cool. That track is less than a minute long, but whatever. I mean, it's the theme song to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Yeah, like the original cartoon theme song, but they redid it with Mike Patton. Yeah, I believe the instrumentation is a bit different as well, of course, but... Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, there's like a wide variety of music on there, but it all just fits like so well to the like party vibe of the the turtles. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, I definitely want to try it with a full group of six. I think it would be really hard to figure out what the fuck's going on to be honest <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot going on even like two people in a beat em up it can get a little overwhelming sometimes uh yeah i often is, is forget there, that i'm the turtle a, that i'm playing as 
is there character collision? Fortunately, no. That would be that would make this game impossible. Yeah. Um, I've been That's playing good. story mode. I there's also an arcade mode. I'm not sure what the difference is, but uh, I'm guessing that story mode will let you continue more. And arcade mode is probably more limited, but I'm just speculating. Uh, yeah. I hope uh, hope you guys play with me sometime. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. There's somebody mowing the front yard. <laughs> and I don't know who this person is. Mowing your front yard? <laughs> yeah. Have you not mowed your lawn like, in a long uh, time? The front has not been mowed in like uh, a week or two, probably. Yeah. Could be somebody oh. for the from the city, and they're going to stick you with the bill. It's not. It's somebody else. Okay. It's got to be a, a neighbor. Hat. A good Samaritan. So. That's cool. Interesting. Um, anyway, sorry. No, I played through the first stage of Shredder's Revenge. The other thing that I wanted to know is that it has a very, like, um, Mario 3 kind of overworld. It does. Uh, which is cool. And there's, like, special stages or, or like, uh, objectives that open up. Like, you can find collectibles in, um, in different, uh, in, in all the stages, there's like certain collectibles and then there's other challenges and things that you can uncover as well. Um, and yeah, it, it seems like there's, like Brian said, there's a lot of replay value. There's different endings depending on who you play as, um, mm. and stuff like that. And the combat feels a lot more like, um, you know, the moves that you could do on like the arcade game or hyperstone heist, which is the one that I'm most familiar with. There's like certain moves that you could figure out how to do, like jumping and then hitting the dive, like doing a dive kick and stuff like that. But it wasn't really ever something that was like explained all that well. Yeah. And, um, but it feels like there's even more depth than just that in this game because there's like different grapples and things that you can do as well. Um, and so, and there's like a, there's like a 24 page, like when you start up the game the first time, it'll walk you through those different types of moves that you're able to do, um, which is nice and not something you would find in uh, an 80s arcade game or 90s arcade game, rather. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I'm excited to play more of it. I know Willie picked it up on Switch, and uh, it's cool that it's out on Game Pass as well for people with PCs and Xboxes. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, I hope to play more of it soon. Right on. I don't think I played anything else. I think that's it. All right. Brian, you got anything else? Mm, just been playing a lot of Halo, actually, because I'm in the mood for a shooter that's not Destiny. And, uh... That's a pretty pretty big yeah. departure. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fast, and that's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. You know, it's fun. <laughs> I'm actually pretty decent at it. Yeah. And I mean, they just delayed the uh, campaign again, didn't they? They did. The co-op, the co-op, I think, is pushed back to August now. Yeah. The single player campaign's been out for quite a while. It's just I don't care to play it too far without another person. Because that's, yeah. that's how I've always played Halo games is with somebody else. Even when I played Halo 5 with uh, you, I think, and you hated it the whole time, it was still more fun than playing alone. 
Yeah, no, I nope. was not a fan. That was the worst wonder- campaign I've ever played of all the Halo games, though. Just so you know. <laughs> I wonder um I wonder what the hang up is for them. And maybe it's just the fact that it's open world and you know, getting multiple people into that open world on their engine. Maybe that's all it is, but I don't know. Games are hard, but it's just interesting, given the fact that that is such a staple of the Halo experience. There are so many people that are like, there's a new Halo coming out, I'm taking the day off with my three friends, and we're going to play through the whole campaign. Um, very strange. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Yeah. Let's I'm talk sorry, about all it. I hear upstairs is my wife saying, uh, what the F? And there's somebody mowing the lawn. <laughs> I should probably go see who it is. But... No, it's good, man. Uh, Just let it I'm happen. Busy. I'm busy right now. All right. Uh, news. So we all picked a couple things from Key 3, as people are calling it. The Jeff Keeley's E3, the Summer Game Fest that's going on right now. Lots of announcements from different companies. Um, so there's a lot out there. We're not going to be able to cover it all. And of course, if there's something that you enjoyed specifically, you'd like to hear our thoughts on it, feel free to contact us right in, hit us up on Twitter, come talk to us in discord, any of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and hit any user greatest hits, uh, next time on the show. But, um, as we were talking about the final fantasy seven remake, Part 2 was announced, titled Rebirth. It is coming next winter. Um, and uh, it looks very pretty. Once again. I mean, uh, it is coming to... It's starting on PlayStation 5, at least. Or that's, you know... It, I think... Yeah, so eventually... Uh, the, the remake it'll, was it'll released It'll hit Windows. On, yeah, I mean, it'll, hit, it'll hit PC at some point, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, they said next it looks, winter for this. It looks this. stunning. <laughs> it absolutely does. Because um, you know that's engine. Like, that's not an, that's not an FMV. Like this. Yeah, no, they're showing, they're, like, you can see the, uh, like, the wayfinder, the waypoint thing up above cloud, and it's got the command menu in the bottom left. Um, yeah, I, I'm very excited for this. Curious to see how, how it's going to play, what's going on. And uh, how it's going to change. So, yeah, I mean, they, the they're also doing a Crisis Core remake and like three other like previous Final Fantasy. I mean, they're basically rebooting the entire Final Fantasy VII series of games to yeah. some extent um, and modernizing everything. And I think the Crisis Core one is going to be a mobile game, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but. Uh-huh. I didn't think that uh, was the case. They, I think they showed um, it during their mobile segment in the announcement stuff. But the it's... remake is called Crisis Core Reunion. Yeah, uh, it is a PS5, PS4 remaster, from okay. what I understand. Do you feel like um, this is designed exclusively for people that have played Final Fantasy VII, or is this something that like? I could play having well, never played Final Fantasy so VII. That, that's what they're saying Rebirth is, is that Rebirth is going to be the game that anybody can pick up, whether they know anything about Final Fantasy VII or not. 
Like that's what they wanted it to be is this like reimagining that you ha- you don't have to have any history with the game to understand or like and enjoy. So um, that being said, I think what that'll lead people to do is you'll play people will play Rebirth and be like, oh, my gosh, like this is awesome. And there's so many great bits and pieces of this story. And apparently there's a whole other game before it. And then another game that takes before takes place before that. So like you're going to realize it's just like it's like watching Star Wars and being like, oh, yeah, uh, here's three prequel movies that you can watch that take place before A New Hope. You know what I mean? And, and then so you, you end up being very cause, disappointed because you want to know like what how things got to be the way they are. Right. Like that's ultimately what it is. And then once you know that, then you want to know like what happens afterwards, which is probably what the third game in this series is going to be, because they did say that the Final Fantasy seven remake rebirth are two parts of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the third game is going to be. They didn't say anything. They did say it's actively being worked on. Um, but I'm. I I don't know if it's going to be like a whole different thing again or if it's or if they're going to be like this is uh reimagined or something like that you know because mm-hmm. they have remake rebirth reimagined and then I was very surprised that um you know reunion is the thing in Final Fantasy 7 very specifically like an event in the in the history of the game or something that happens so I was surprised that they titled Crisis Core the remake reunion Maybe that has um, something to do like with it, you know. Reunion okay. would be the f- the third and the final one, uh, given that it is an important uh, an important term in in the mythos of the game. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I think it, I think you certainly get more out of the first one by replaying by knowing the original story. But it's it's kind of like. Um, it it would it would kind of be like you know if you were to play uh, if you were to watch episode uh, episode four of Star Wars before watching episode one that kind of thing the way it originally came out obviously but like knowing the backstory knowing the original story kind of fills in some blanks and like I said they actively subvert the expectations of someone who's already played Final Fantasy 7 and knows the story in that first game in a few different ways <sighs> would you enjoy it at all if you picked it up and you didn't have any of that fondness maybe I don't really know but um it doesn't strike me as a game that Brian would like necessarily Mm-hmm. But that's I think they're definitely like tugging on the heartstrings of all of the fans of of the original. Like that is what they're doing is they're that's they they got they got everybody excited by showing the opening mission as a PlayStation 3 demo. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yep. clearly Absolutely. like they got their hooks in everyone with that and now like we actually get to play it and that mission is still fully intact as it's presented. And is like probably the most nostalgic part of the entire beginning of the game that I've played so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's I don't I don't know like it doesn't it doesn't feel like the type of game you would like necessarily, Brian. Like just knowing like what games you do like to play. Um, but I'm I know that you you're a fan of Evangelion, right? Yes. You like deep stories. Yeah. And you're into anime to some extent, not lightly, 
not like a weeb or anything like that but um so with those things in mind like maybe you could find some enjoyment in it i do think that i I think the actual gameplay itself hopefully is hopefully the story is engrossing enough to you to for you to like kind of deal with the gameplay because i do think it is kind of boring but like i said i found the the shortcuts and made it a little more interesting for me but i don't know how expansive that really gets Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's uh it's seven it seven's its own thing man i mean it it is like a I, star wars is a is a great metaphor i suppose or comparison to just in general like how they've presented this game and then they went back and showed like preview stuff and then they had advent children which is like their computer animated anime that came out that presented what happens after the game and like yeah it is very star wars in in its presentation but you you may dig it you didn't pick it up for free on PSN, right? That was like after, or I think was it was after, you, or yeah, before you got, I you got, got rid of the your PS4 and before you got the PS5. So, yeah, yeah, but Alex has a physical copy, so you should probably borrow that and try it at least. You know, don't pay for it if you don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't know where he went. Probably to check on his his phantom lawnmower. It's okay. Um, I'm going to talk about Redfall. That is yeah, talk about Redfall. one of the games I saw in the Xbox uh, showcase that I thought was pretty cool. Like this, the style of it is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, Campy. cartoony than I was hoping for. And like the jokes and stuff weren't really my cup of tea. But uh, the fact that it is a game by Arcane studios and um it is co-op has me very interested because i like i mean every arcane game i've played i've loved so i can't imagine disliking this too much uh so for people that don't know though it is basically a an open world type first person game uh that you can play alone or with three other friends. And you are basically battling vampires that have taken over the town of Redfall, which is a fictional like island town in Massachusetts, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Looks pretty cool, though. Yeah, and from what I've heard, it's very much like Borderlands in its presentation. A and bit. I find that intriguing. Um just because like I like I was because I don't know, like I, I'm always like when it comes to these co-op games, I'm always a little apprehensive with ones that have like pre-made and preset characters. Like I wanna play like I wanna make my character, you know, and like feel like I'm in, in the game. But um I'm kinda I kinda dig this if if it's going to be like borderlands and like yeah i do agree like the the joking like the campiness of like the trailer and stuff was a little like a little much but i think mm-hmm. that's also a comparison to borderlands too because borderlands also had a lot of that sort of humor in it as well so well and a lot of people really shit on um deathloop really how well with how uh how annoying some of the characters could be uh, and yeah. like the even just some of the writing and and you know implications of some of that stuff like i think there were a lot of people that 
very much didn't care about that kind of stuff. And so to kind of see it in Redfall as well, I know that that might be putting off some people. I honestly wouldn't really mind too much. And, and I, you know, plan on checking this out um, when yeah. it's out. But it's not, it hasn't quite really hooked me even looking at it. But I don't know. There's something about arcane games that just kind of like, um, it takes me a little bit more to really get into it. But I like Deathloop so much that I feel like I, I can give them a little bit more of a break in the beginning at this point. So yeah, with how much they refined the the shooting and everything with Deathloop, I feel like mm-hmm. Redfall is going to feel really good. Um, and also, yeah. I do believe the game director is Harvey Smith. If you guys know who he is, so he's kind of legendary. Like he designed Deus Ex, I believe. Hmm. Nice. That's cool. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. Um, shall we move on? I'll do my pick next. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was a little bit of a reveal uh, before the actual technical Summer Games Fest uh, in Sony's thing. Sorry for this massive ad on the webpage. Um, and I'm going to make it kind of two stories in one. So the Resident Evil 4 remake was finally confirmed. Um in the stony state of play that happened a little bit before the game fest started. And, uh, there will be some VR content in it. And then on top of that, they also confirmed that resident evil village will be coming to PlayStation VR two as well. Um, yeah, resident evil four was a great game. Uh, very much kind of set the tone and scope of current third person action games in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, back on the GameCube, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think, you know, I haven't watched too much. I don't know how much they actually showed in terms of like full on just gameplay. I mean, it's only like a two minute trailer, but just seeing Resident Evil 4 setting in RE engine, which has been gorgeous in Resident Evil 2 and Village and 7 and 3, um, I'm super excited to see what they do with with this game uh and you know i'm very curious there is some stuff about it that doesn't age super well in terms of like the story um john i don't know if you remember but there's a point where you're like it's leon is like rescuing the president's daughter but it also gets kind of weirdly innuendo-y at some point too i don't know it's very strange I, yeah, I don't but, remember uh, much of the story of that. I just always enjoyed watching people play Resident Evil 4 because it was such a cool-looking game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I am very much excited to uh, to check it out. I'm trying to see if I... God, this ad will not go away. Um, I'm excited that there is also some uh, VR content for it as well because I've been sad that the Resident Evil 4 VR that came out for Oculus is an Oculus exclusive. Um, so if I get to play the updated remake in VR instead on PlayStation VR 2, I'm okay with Facebook getting their shitty old version of the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. But yeah, Village getting VR, I think I was quoted as saying that Village is maybe a little too fast paced for VR. (laughs) So I'm very curious to see how that game will play in VR and, um, if, uh, I throw up a lot because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of action in that compared to Resident Evil Seven for sure. 
Um, but I'm very excited about both of these pieces of news, and um, I can't wait to, to play them. So, uh, I think Resident oh, Evil yeah. 4 is coming in March of 2023. No real word on when PlayStation VR 2 is coming, but some people are theorizing it is coming early 2023. Um, so, also no idea when Village is coming to VR, but hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. Sooner rather than later. So, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, next up, Starfield. Yeah, this is so your pick, John. During the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, they actually showed off uh, a good chunk of Starfield gameplay. And overall, my initial impression was that it felt a lot like No Man's Sky, like the way it was presented, like it was very No Man's Sky. And uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because we already have enough No Man's Sky. But I'm thinking that it's a good thing because (laughs) we have Bethesda behind it throwing great lore and story, which they do in all of their games, like have amazing storytelling, Uh, especially environmental storytelling is one of their like biggest like one of the, one of the biggest perks to playing a Bethesda game is the, the amount of environmental storytelling and lore that they put in like books and scrolls and all this other stuff that you can pick up or see. Um, so I'm intrigued to see that happen in a space game. I don't know how procedurally generated any of it is, if at all. Which I don't think it is. I think it's all everybody's getting the same. Well, I guess that was the case for No Man's Sky, but but I they're think, saying there's like thousands yeah. of planets to visit, supposedly, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane. Because when you see how detailed everything is in the trailer, it's fucking crazy. Like it looks so fucking cool. It, it yeah, that's still worrying to me, honestly, because I mean, Mass Effect, for example. Those worlds were not procedurally generated, but most of them had nothing on them of interest, or <laughs> it was just kind of cookie cutter stuff. And granted, technology has come a long way since that game has come out, so maybe it is possible to have thousands of worlds that actually somehow, or yeah, a thousand I worlds, think, or I somehow this have game character. Is require everybody to buy a bigger hard drive for their console (laughs) or a whole new computer like this this game is going to revolutionize some shit i I mean maybe it will harness the technology of xbox cloud services and we'll have to be online all the time to stream some of the content you, you mean like every game is anyways nowadays yeah. The thing everybody shit their pants about when all when the the last generation was announced is the reality we're living through, and uh, now nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. uh, I was gonna say I feel like it, this will be like their extension of the procedurally generated quests that were in uh, Skyrim. You know, the ones that you could like get from. Not super important NPCs that were just kind of like a little bit more than a fetch quest, but not much more than that. Maybe. So I'm curious to see how much that system has evolved and whether or not, you know, how, how quickly do you realize the, the puzzle pieces being fitted together to actually create your quest or whatever? Um, 
I'm, I'm kind of curious. And like, and that's the thing. It's not quite procedurally generated. It's like that, like, I guess maybe it was procedurally generated at their home base, but then it's kind of like written to code and given to everybody the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not kind of randomly generated, uh, or, or the game could be like stitching together different features of different planets to kind of give you like, Hey, I need this type of, or, and, uh, you can only find it in this really challenging place on this planet. Or somebody's like, Oh, there's a big, there's a, a whole bunch of who's a what's it's up at, uh, you know, light year Ridge. And I need you to go <laughs> and kill them for me so that I can restart my, uh, moisture farming, uh, path or whatever. I don't know. Things like that. How, how much have they built out that system to make it feel more dynamic and make it harder for you to realize is the, realize the cookie cut pieces that are being put together to give you those quests. I think that'll be interesting. I'm still like curious to see how much of this game I can just not do all of the customizable ship type stuff. And if it's still compelling in terms of the story, you know, in the same way that like, I didn't feel great about Fallout 4 and how some of the dynamic of the, like the speech checks and things like that. Like how much of an RPG like I miss playing an RPG. I don't want to play a survival game. I don't want to play a base builder. I don't want to play Minecraft. I don't want to play Fortnite. I want to play an RPG. And uh and I want to know if this is further in the new Bethesda direction of like Fallout 4 and and you know that type of thing or is it something that yes they did seek to make a good RPG story and experience and then it has all of this crazy stuff on top of it I don't know I'm curious it's just I don't see I them mean, going that way but yeah they they talked about how like you you can find a planet that like doesn't really have much on it but it has it's full of like all kinds of ore and like other important like resources so like you can build a whole base on there but then you got to go out and like hire a crew to run the base Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like that's crazy because you can do that on like every planet like you can build you can build a base on every planet and have a crew that like houses it and like runs like all of your like hydroponic farming and everything like that's that's insane the scope of that is 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 huge. So you're and, saying uh, not only do I have to build one base, but I have to build thousands of them. You don't have to, but I'm saying let, that's the thing is I feel like this game's going to cater to a lot of different types of people in a way that could be pretty awesome. And maybe maybe you play the game as a ship designer, and part of the cloud aspect of it is like you can sh- you can sell your ship designs to other like you know what the what do they call it the discover the uh, uh, I can't remember what they're called the i don't know yeah there's some some sect of like people that people the explorers or whatever yeah. and like that's who you join in the game it's like the main constellation the main faction that you join yeah constellation mm-hmm. the last group of space explorers like maybe yes. like maybe there's somebody who just like sells ship designs or something or like you can you can design bases and like sell them and like you make in-game credits when other players like buy this the stuff that you design i don't know i'm just making this up i don't know if that's a thing but it would be really cool if it was yeah yeah all i know is i hope this guy is voiced by stacy keach because he looks like stacy keach 
and I mean, I know like we everybody we all shit on the engine that they use for Bethesda games, but it looks it looks very pretty. Like they did a nice job of there, like spicing some, it up. Some holdovers though. Like I mean, this guy looks all right. He's fairly emotive. But you mean that some one of these other showed, people? If you, look... if you rewind about like ten minutes ago in this video or whatever, not ten, it, like when they're showing the constellation people, there's the one guy who looks like dead in the eyes. Yeah, I was getting to that. Like that that's a holdover of Bethesda games from the past and their engine. It's like, what is up with these like people that they brought out of the wax museum right. to like? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Why can't they shake that with all this new technology? Some of the animations are like pretty goofy, just kind of wooden. I don't know, but that's a small complaint. I'll still play it. I'll still have fun. Probably unless I'm forced to build things all the time and I don't feel like it. And I want to go adventuring. Like how cross-eyed that chick was that Alex kept showing on the screen. (laughs) I think it's a, I think it's just kind of, um, the ambition that they have kind of outstrips their ability to really pay that much attention to the details of a lot of what they're doing. And, you know, not everybody's going to have any sort of mocap or like facial expression technology applied to them. And maybe the technology just hasn't gotten there to like fake the eye movements and things like that. I don't know. You'd think maybe it has. Yeah. But um, it would be nice Honestly, I think it would be nice if they made a game on a smaller scope and just put mm-hmm. more time into fleshing it out with details and stories and characters. Like, you know, physical I, I space would... is not like the, the end-all, like, be-all. Like, yeah. I feel like you could probably spend your entire playthrough of this game on, like, one planet and be cool with it. Like, you'd spend 50 hours just, like, doing stuff on one planet and be like, man, this is amazing. Like, I'm having a great time in this. And then Maybe. there's the person who would, like wants to go out and discover every planet and tag them all and, and whatever, you know, or the person who wants to build the bases or the person who wants to like build the ships. And like, maybe there, there's going to be, there's gotta be some kind of weapon customization like system. I think they showed some of, I don't remember exactly, but I'm guessing there's going to be customization of all things because that's just the way now. Yeah. It, well, and that's, that is like, Bethesda's games in the past have just created situations where you can be and play however you want to. Like, I remember reading stories about people in Skyrim who would just, like, set up makeshift shops, like, in Stormwind. And, like, or is was it Stormwind? I don't remember. No, White Whiterun, right? Stormwind's from mm. World of Warcraft. Yes, it is. Yeah, there we go. White Run is the one I'm thinking of. Like people who would set up like makeshift shop, they would pretend to be characters that go out and like gather, like f- like go foraging. They like they literally were role playing in Skyrim, and they would go foraging for like a specific type of flower or supplies, and then they would just or go spoons. back to or spoons, and then they would go to White Run and they would sell those to the vendors, and like that was their like that's how they played the game. I know some people that play the game by collecting every single lantern and putting it in a lighthouse and then the game breaks because the light being generated is just too great. And, you know, everybody can play that's, the game how they want to the play like, the game. I, I'm intrigued to see what Gojo does with this game. <laughs> like, because he's going to yeah. break it. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to break gonna, it somehow. He's going to break it real good. <laughs> well, yeah. When, when Jen was talking about all the... Uh, 
building you can do like building an outpost on every planet and having all these people working for you like that was immediately making me think of taking all my money and building a dick-shaped rocket ship <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say yeah if other people are making ships i'm excited to see how many dicks you can buy on the storefront cause, it's actually you know. it's gonna be a twitch drop when you have it on your pc is the amazon package and it's it's called the amazon package the and it comes with uh, the giant dick-shaped rocket uh, it's like blue origin <laughs> <laughs> and uh you get the jeff bezos skin and it's really just a skin suit that you put on your character <laughs> that looks like Jeff Bezos, but like uh, the dude from Silence of the Lambs, too, you know? Uh, oh, boy. All right. I well, fuck me. Her. <laughs> <laughs> That's Starfield. Excited to check it out next year uh, if it comes out then. It's going to be great. I, I, th- I think it's going to be amazing. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, now it's just first, like, what platform do I get it on? Steam Deck or always PC for uh, those games? Mm, 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 mm. No, I mean, um, really, what ha- needs to happen? I'm probably just end up buying an Xbox in the next like year. I guarantee I buy an. Well, Xbox. you're gonna buy it on Xbox, and then you're also gonna buy it on PC, and you'll have two different characters, and you'll get maybe a quarter of the way through the two, game on two both characters. Of them. You mean I'll have like six different characters, yeah, probably? Exactly. Well, exactly. one one of them I'll have spent at least three hours in the character designer making it look exactly like me. Mm-hmm. And then the other two characters on each platform will just be ones that I threw together really fast that look like crazy. Like they're gonna, they're, I don't know. They don't. There weren't any alien races. They didn't say that you could be any mm-hmm. alien types. But uh, yeah, no, it uh, doesn't mean I can't make make them look sickly and gross, <laughs> like aliens. Yeah, it was originally slated for November 11, twenty twenty two. It got delayed last month. There were rumors that uh, people on the inside were worried that they would have the latest cyberpunk if the game was trying to reach its November 11th date. So please take more time so that does not happen. Uh, Brian, Is that just going to be called cyberpunking from now on? Like, oh, you've much. been cyberpunked and they're going to have Until like an Ashton Kutcher pop up <laughs> like... Until something is worse than cyberpunk, it could be. Uh, oh man, they really starfielded that one. But uh, who knows? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher with the mohawk. Yeah, and like cybernetics on his face. He's wearing some like crazy ass uh, Oakley. Sun- He's wearing those Oakleys, the Vin Diesel ones that like wrap over your head, with a mohawk. The R- the Riddick Oakleys. Yeah, the Riddick Oakleys. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian Diablo Four. Yeah, I mean, your second pick. I love Diablo, and I did not expect to see a Diablo 4 trailer in the middle of an Xbox showcase. Uh, Unfortunately, it won't be part of Game Pass, but that's okay. It will have. uh, It won't? No. It will have cross play and cross progression, so that's cool. It's going to be. I guess more of an open world game instead of like having the traditional axe structure. So you'll kind of just be able to go off in different directions in the world and tackle things as you see fit. And uh, I love the visual styling of this this time. I didn't hate the way Diablo three looked, but I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as the old games with the like dark Gothic look that they used to have. Um, this is kind of leaning more toward Diablo one and two stylistically. And, uh, 
Yeah. And then they also revealed that the Necromancer is, in fact, one of the classes, which is awesome, because that's definitely one of my, probably my favorite class in Diablo 2 and 3. Um, yeah. According it, to Ginks.tv, which, what the fuck is that? Uh, that conference trailer confirmed it would be on Game Pass day one. I read conflicting things, because I was looking it up, like, right afterwards. But uh, if that's the case, that would be fantastic because I mean, then it's going to be a first-party Microsoft game by the time it comes out. So that that merger is supposed to close sometime this summer, I believe. Okay. Or maybe it was next summer. I don't remember. But let's see what the actual showcase says. I don't is. recall them um, mentioning. Reddit's saying that. It may be if when the Activision sale goes through, because that's still up in the air. It's not complete yet. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is is it when did that finish? Diablo It'd probably 4? take about a year from when it was announced. So. Yeah, so it's cool. They also announced it's coming out next year, so, and that's better than any other announcements they've made so far about when it's coming out. <laughs> Yeah, everything, and well, and the other thing they said is that everything that they showed in the conference is coming out in the next 12 months. Yeah. So, that means Diablo should be out before June of 2023. But, uh, yeah. We shall see if that remains the case. There's definitely a lot of other things I'm excited for, but those are my, my two picks, if I had to pick two. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Yeah, it's just this is going to fall into the one of those things where like the, these games that are super lore heavy that I'm actually actually like interested in learning the lore, like I'm going to hate playing it because everyone's going to want to play it as a group and like I can't pay attention to the story when I'm playing in like a group setting. It's the same thing that happened with Diablo 3. Like I bought Sounds Diablo like 3, you I was so have... pumped to play it and then we started playing it and I couldn't follow what was going on in the story because we were all just steamrolling. Eh, it wasn't that game. important to be honest. It, they they, it sounds they like... keep the Diablo story pretty light because they know you're playing with other people. It sounds like you need to have two characters, John. You have one that you actually listen to the story and one that you don't. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's like uh it's like the destiny conundrum, right? Where like you're on like you know, you're on playing as like your your main tune and then you're having a great old time and someone jumps on and they're like, "Hey man, you want to do some strikes? You want to do some nightfalls? You want to do some you want to do some uh, you want to do the raid?" Which nobody's ever asked me if I wanted to do the raid. We just did the raid once and it was cool. <laughs> but uh, and and then like and then you you're like well I'm playing my solo character right now um I'm really not interested in playing co-op and they're like oh come on man don't be a loser and you're like oh okay fine and then you switch over and then it's just not you know what I mean I don't know nah like Brian gets mad at me whenever I'm playing games like if I'm playing like I like I know Alan's gonna hear me talking about playing PGA which I have been playing it on the Steam Deck, but not on PlayStation. And he's going to be like, what the hell, man? I've been asking to play PGA well, I for like mean, two weeks now. I'm kind of <laughs> mad because I do want to play with you guys again, but now you'll you'll both have practiced, and I haven't played in a while, and you're going to kick my ass again. Oh, dude, trust me. Playing on the Steam Deck is not... No. It's a it's handicap? It, yeah, it's not good. Like, I'm not, I'm not good at that game anymore. All you need to do is get a Bluetooth mouse... And use that for your swings. I'm surprised I can't use the 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 touchpad to just do like thumb swipes. You know, yeah. But there's probably a way. 
Yeah, I'm sure I can hook it up. Anyways, that's besides the point. The point is, like, I, I, I'm intrigued about Diablo 4. I want to play it, but, like, I'm reluctant to because I know, like, it's going to be one of those things that we just steamroll through. And it yeah, sounds, I don't, know. I don't know. It sounds like it'll be different. Also, it doesn't matter. Like, Diablo 3 is more fun after you finish it. Like, the adventure mode and stuff, the, the end game kind of content is way more fun. It's, like, so, never got so nuts. So, Well, I don't think it month. actually existed when the game came out. They added it later on. Last month, Video Games Chronicle reported that uh, they hoped to close the deal by June of 2023. So, in the first half of 2023. So, yeah, I, I would expect that, uh, you know, whenever that, yeah, like you said, John, whenever that deal is closed, Diablo 4 will be on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, no, that's going to be, like, the number, that will that will increase the number of Game Pass subscribers. <laughs> well, yeah, so will the Call of Duty stuff. Well, there's no Call of Duty next year, so. There's one this year, isn't there? Yeah, but the deal won't be closed, so it might not be on Game Pass. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, my last story I didn't pick because I'm excited for it. I wanted to pick because I think it's really stupid. I agree. The Last of Us PS5 remake launches this September. It's also coming to PC. Uh, this was one of this was Sony's big thing that they gave to Keeley to show on the Summer Game Fest. Yeah, this, this was their crown jewel. <laughs> this was the thing, yeah. They're like, hey, uh, this is the big thing that's coming this year. We're so um, excited to show you a game we've already made, remade once. <laughs> cool. And the thing is, the remaster that came out for PS4 was literally just them being like, oh, we're going to unlock the frame rate from the PS3 version, and here you go. But... <sighs> I think it's interesting to want to have your game series all play the way that, like, obviously there's differences in the way that The Last of Us 1 and 2 play. And I think it's kind of a cool idea if you want to make them all kind of cohesive. And it's kind of like when they came out with the Super Mario All-Stars game, and they remade all of the Mario games in the same engine at the same time. So they all play, like, a little bit different than they originally did. Because they're all being used, they're all using the same technology on the Super Nintendo. I think that's an interesting idea, but if this is like the thing that you want people to get super excited about for what's coming for the PlayStation 5 this year, uh, I'm not excited. I'm very bummed. Like, I don't even feel like playing this game again. I don't, I'm, I have a baby now. I have to pick and choose what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to pick, and I'm not going to choose to play the last of us again and so uh you know just kind of kind of bummed probably should have not ended the show with this note because it's kind of depressing but yeah no that was a bad plan you know i i'm sure there's something else that i could find that i did actually get excited for and and want to play and i'm enjoying but it, it's just one of those things where it's like you would you would think that I, and maybe covid is making things difficult and you know there's still no real uh official word on whether or not god of war will make the end of the year or not um and so maybe they're just playing things close to the vest because they don't want people to be disappointed if things were to slip into 2023 but uh you know 
a remake of The Last of Us is not really something that I was asking for. And it really just feels like something that they're doing so that they can be like, hey, you enjoyed the hit HBO series starring Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey. Now you can play the video game that inspired it. That's probably exactly what That's, they're doing. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, How so, can we milk this for more money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just remaster it. Uh, so there's a lot of other stuff that was announced, obviously. And like I said, if anybody has anything they'd like us to talk about, we'd, we'd appreciate you uh, letting us know on any of your favorite platforms that we're on. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16, I think, looked interesting. Um, they Sony did also announce that Spider-Man and Miles Morales are coming to PC, which is very cool. Uh, good that more people will get to play those games because they are very, very good. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff out there right now. A lot of announcements that are flying during the Summer Games Fest. And, um, you know, it's... It feels like, uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff, the Dorito Pope has, uh, has ascended to the Dorito God. I don't know. What do you become after you're the Pope? Um, Saint, Saint Keely. Saint Keely has blessed us with the summer game fest. Uh, the Dorito Saint, Saint, Saint of Doritos. Um, but yeah, no, uh, summer game fest. Cool stuff. I don't know if there's more to it yet. Do you know if there's more coming? I don't know. There's supposedly E3 is actually still happening, so. No, it's not. Or not this year, but they're bringing it back next year or something. Supposedly, yeah. But (laughs) I don't think it's going to. Who knows? Oh, there's a multi-versus pro player showcase. That's the the Smash Brothers game that WB is making that includes the likes of Shaggy, Batman, Jake and Finn from Adventure Time, uh, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah, all kinds of other that, stuff. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, but there could be other stuff that also comes uh, for Summer Game Fest as well. So, if there's any more big announcements, we will be sure to talk about them on our show. Yep. Ah, uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now is Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK. Thanks again to JCK, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests and the ones from Horror Movie Yearbook called Tiny Terror as well as Honor Roll. Um, those exist. They are great. I was on a tiny terror talking about ghost stories and it was creepy. Super creepy. What was the title of it? And what did you say? Children are. Kids are fucking creepy or something. Kids are fucking creepy. Yeah. They totally are. You wait. Just wait till that baby monitor starts making other noises that creep you out at night. Oh, it already does. Oh, yeah. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Maybe next time we can get into that Evil Dead game. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but that's that's on our plate. <laughs> yeah, maybe the time after that. We're really just going to play like more Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. Mm-hmm. Just, sure. We're just going to change this over to a Vampire Survivors podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's so, all we talk about. I, I do want to play some, some more coming. Shredder's Revenge, so uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that too. So anyways, um, yeah, we got to rip through this real fast so we can record our side quest before Alex has to leave. So I'm going to leave it at that. We will see you guys next time. Thanks again. Peace. Peace.